This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. Welcome back. Football Unfocused is here once again for another week as we head into week 10 of the NFL, week 11 or 12, I believe, of college football. No, why does that sound wrong? Week 8 of college football, I believe. Uh, I think it's maybe, no. Am I crazy? Maybe like week, I think week 10. I think because they're like two weeks ahead of NFL. I gotta look. All right, let's see. Um. It'll be week, yeah, this is week 10 for, uh, yeah, week 10 for college football, too. Yeah, so they're like two 10. weeks ahead. Yeah, because I was like, wait a minute, I feel like these guys got to be because Clemson's eight and one right now, mm-hmm. UCLA's eight and one, Tennessee's eight and one. We'll talk about them, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, not week 10 for both college football and uh, NFL. And if you hadn't realized already, your hosts are back once again, myself, Austin West, and of course, my co-host, Lavelle Harris. Lavelle, as always. Hello. hello, hello. Like, we back again. As always, as always, <laughs> of course. Um, but we'll start. Uh, we already talked about this a little bit. NFL, very close games in the early slate last week. Three mm-hmm. games ending with a score of 20-17 to 17 on last-minute field goals. Vikings, Commanders, uh, Chargers, and I'm blanking. Bills. Falcons. And then Jets in the Bills. Yeah. And so, I mean, these three games, really close games. Obviously, you watched the Chargers game, Lavelle. I was watching yes. the Vikings game. I caught bits and pieces of the Bills-Jets game. I'll, I'll let you go into the Chargers first. All right, all right. So, Charger game, it's a slow start for the Chargers, as always. We're down like 14-0. And then Chargers turned up. We tied the game 14-14. But from there, it started with just a defensive game. Just no one could score. It was a lot of field goals. There's two field goals, actually. And then at the end of the game, Chargers get the ball. So they waste all the Aladdin Falcons tying out. It's like third and six. We run the ball. Austin Eckler to the left side. He fumbles the ball. Atlanta Falcons player picks it up. I think it was Grady Jarrett, number 95, I think. But he's number 95. He, see her, he sees Herbert's coming. He drops the ball. We pick up the ball and recover it. And then we throw a pass next play. Probably like 20 yards to Joshua Palmer. We get a field goal and we win the game. It was probably the craziest sequence I've ever seen. I ever watched. Like, uh, I saw but, the pictures of him fumbling the ball. Yes. Uh, I, the Chargers Twitter obviously going to use that to their advantage. Um, I, I think he just heard footsteps. That's and he, I, moments too I, big. He down his leg. Couldn't be. Yes. I, I think he literally it was moment was too big. He saw Justin Herbert. He tried to tuck. I don't know if he tried to tuck it or he tried to do something with the ball and he dropped it. But – it was a fortunate break for the Chargers. We won the game off of uh, his name. We had a new kicker. I think his name's Cameron Dicker. And, yeah, yeah. so – and then his Twitter his Twitter name is Dicker the Kicker. So that's his name. That's what they were calling him, Dicker the mm-hmm. Kicker. Drills the – I think it was like a 30, 40-yard field goal to win the game. Hey, yep. Chargers, 5-1 and one in close games this year. Westy. Two, three years ago, wasn't I talking about Chargers are the worst team worst in close games? games. Yeah. We were, what, yeah. what, what were we, like one in six? We were the worst yeah. team in close games, couldn't make a yeah. field goal, couldn't do nothing. Chargers have improved. Like, is our team does not look good, we don't look good at all, but we are winning the close games that we need to. Like, the teams that we should beat are we beating in close games. We should blow them out, but at least we're winning the games. I'm seeing progress, though. I'm seeing progress. Falcons. 49ers didn't even beat the Falcons. They got blown out by the Falcons. 
Yep. So I'm hoping we blow out the 49ers now. All right. <laughs> um, but I will say, I think uh, Dicker, the kicker, won uh, AFC Special Teamer of the Week, mm-hmm. I believe, this week. Or he won some weekly award um, this week for his performance. Yeah, he probably won He's won it this season. But yeah. the first time was not with the Chargers. He was on a completely different team yeah. earlier this season. So, uh, and he hit a game winner, I believe, in for that team too. I don't remember who it was. It was the Cardinals, um, Arizona. Was it the Cardinals? Yeah, that was his last team he played for. They said. Yeah, so he hit a game winner for the Cardinals in a game. I'm assuming it was the Raiders game. Had to. Uh, no, that was a two point conversion to win. So uh, it wouldn't have been that game. So it would have been a different game for the yeah. Cardinals. But still, he got a game winner for the Cardinals. Gets the player of the week or whatever, special teamer of the week. Gets to a different team on the Chargers now and gets it once again. So kind of a cool story uh, yeah. coming out of that. You know how much I love my pointless facts and stuff. That's just <laughs> another but, one hey, that we get If it's to about have. the Chargers, I love it. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take um, it. Next close game, the Jets upset the Bills 2017. Um Josh Allen put the blame on himself after this one. Had two picks, but he also had two rushing touchdowns. Um, just 18 for 34, 205 yards. Not his best day, um, obviously, for Josh Allen. But again, 86 rushing yards, two touchdowns. I mean, it was just the two interceptions looked sloppy. They were, yeah. some, they were sloppy interceptions. I mean, obviously, we're no NFL players. We don't have NFL experience because I know a lot of players like to uh, make fun of analysts that think they know everything and what players <laughs> should have done. Yeah, um, but I know. I, t- I literally saw that tweet just today, and I'm like, he's not wrong. Uh, but I know football. But I know football, though. Like, yeah, hey, people know football sometimes. Like, I, yeah. I, I get where he's coming from, though. So, like, yeah. Some analysts are like, oh, why didn't they do this? Like, you don't know. You're not in a game situation. Like, You don't know their scheme. Sometimes. You don't know what they're yeah. planning. But – if we can guess, like guess around what they should be planning and what they think they should be planning to, so an eye uh, test does do yeah. wonders sometimes. Yeah, the sometimes, sometimes people look up a lot of their stats and like fans, like they're diehard into that. So, like some players, like some players, some fans are like that, man. Some fans are like that. They're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just the two picks by Josh Allen didn't. Not sure what was going on there. Just didn't look like Josh Allen at all when he threw either of those. Um, so, and now he's looking at possibly Tommy John's injury uh, to his elbow, questionable for the game against the Vikings this week, which is a big one. It's a big mm-hmm. one. Six That's and two Buffalo game. Bills versus the seven and one Minnesota Vikings uh, after they pulled out a uh, last second field goal win over the Commanders. Shouldn't have been that close. Um, by any I, means, the commander should have won. Like they were, should have won. They had the ball with what? I think they had the ball with seventeen ten. They shouldn't have been in the situation to win in the first place. Yeah, because the the ref did. I don't uh-huh. know. That was a blatant ref. That ref looked like Sean Taylor in his prime. I've never yeah. seen yeah. a ref actually like take him out crazy. That was like, like he was tracking that <laughs> ball perfectly, and all of a sudden here comes the ref, just lays him out. Bro, he gives an opening so, for Curtis Samuel uh, to catch the ball, and he rolls into the end zone for a touchdown, yeah. which should have been a pick return for at least 30 yards because there was no one around. And, I mean, thankfully the Vikings do get a pick back later yes. um, in Harrison that game. Smith. Harrison Smith does get one. But still, it should that touchdown should have never been there. We should have had a pick. Should have been Vikings ball. They probably go down, uh, get at least a field goal out of it as well. 
but just just referee just came in and changed the entire course of that game. <laughs> it was unbelievable. That's that was the craziest I've never seen a ref actually take someone out in the game like that. What he betted on the game, and you can tell he still lost his bet. That's the mm-hmm. crazy part. Yeah, and even the announcers and like uh, I don't remember who is the rules expert who is in on it for that game, um, but they're all talking to the booth like. That was like it's. There's nothing you can do about it, and that's the worst part. Like they're part of the field of play. The refs are part of field of play. You can't. There's nothing you can do. There's absolutely nothing you do. Can't challenge anything. Can't overturn ref, anything. The ref no can redos, literally nothing. instead of going backwards, come forward. Like you see, the ball is you throwing it deep. Why are you going towards the players? Like I don't know. Yeah. He tried to. I don't know where he was going at all. That's why I was like, the side, and he was just ran right into the safety who's coming from that side to pick Yeah, like he had no awareness of and lit him up like Sean Taylor in his prime. Literally, he had no awareness of the field. The ref needs awareness. The refs need awareness. But it was a great game. Crank that thing up. That thing's like a three right now, bro. (laughs) Um, but speaking of the Vikings, the Vikings looking good. Mm -hmm. Kurt got. His revenge game finally beat the Commanders um, in Washington. He got the you like that chant after the game as well. Yeah. Um, and his, the chains. his teammates were saying it more than him, to be honest. Like yeah. I watched the post game pre- uh, post game locker room, and you just hear a player every once in a while, "You like that? You like that? like every other <laughs> couple of sentences that uh, Coach O'Connell saying. You just hear it from one side of the room and the other. And you just kind of hear it way in the background. And when they finally break down in the locker room, Kirk, obviously, you like that on three, break it down on that, um, <laughs> as you do. And then on the flight home, he gets dripped out in all the chains once again. Once Goes again. shirtless this time, too. Yeah, it was, it was, hey, that thing was nice, man. That thing was nice. Them chains are drippy. I like all those chains. He says he's thinking about getting his own. He now, needs to. I, I posed this question to everyone in our suite. Um because we were talking about it in there, and we obviously have a couple of Vikings fans. and So if Kirk Cousins was to get a chain, what do you think it would be? Mm. These are the hard-hitting questions we ask on Football Unfocused, obviously. Yeah. What kind of chain? Um, I don't think. If he gets a chain, I don't know what he will get. Really, like, do you think something... he gets a plain chain, or do you think he gets something like uh, something attached to it? Yeah, he probably gets something attached to it. That's what I'm thinking. Like, he'll probably get okay. something like something of his family or something, maybe like a family thing? on like a on like a Cuban chain or something. Like that's thing kind of nice, kind of nice, okay. kind of icy. Just a little ice, not too much. See, I think he, I would say, if Kirk went and bought it himself. He's just getting a plain chain, just a plain, a mm-hmm. little bit thicker chain, um, and just nothing hanging or dangling from it. But if he takes his teammates with him and his teammates help him get something, I think it has something hanging from it. Um, I could see a Vikings logo. I could see a Vikings logo on it. Um, I could also see just a big letter K. I could see mm-hmm. that as well. Um, one of the answers posed when I asked this the first time was uh, – Get a Pizza Ranch logo or a pizza slice on it, because uh, he was okay. a big Pizza Ranch guy a couple of years back. Yeah. So that was that was one of the funnier ones we had. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it depends on how he shops for it. It all depends on if he's taking his teammates with him or not. I think. 
if it's him and his wife sitting around the house, I think he's getting just a plain basic chain. Um, but if it's his teammates, like, oh, Kirk, we're going to help you shop for one. We're going to get a custom one. He's get, he's getting something dangling from it for sure, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, definitely. But, hey, never know, man. Never know. Kimbo, and, and have you heard the new nickname for him? He's got a new nickname, as Which he always one? gets now. The Noon Nightmare. Ooh. The Noon Nightmare. Because, I mean, then, Kirk Cousins at noon kind of goes crazy. Yeah, and then the, what is he, the primetime sleeper or what? Yeah, he's bad. Their one right. loss is in primetime. Their one <laughs> loss is a primetime game to their That's uh, crazy. Eagles. So, I, hey. As the Eagles win again against the Texans. Yes, they do. I mean, 29 17. It was hey. crazy. The Texans were holding in there for a while. Yes. They were, it was 14 14 until one point. It was 14 14 at halftime. Yes. Like, what happened? I don't. It, they, without Brandon Cooks. No Brandon yeah. Cooks for the Texans either. Yeah. Damian Pierce. He's him. Carried the team on his back. Put yeah. the team on his back. That's that's the most. That's that's what I have to say about that. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. But of Could course, it out, they though. do what they do. Yeah. They do what they do. <laughs> um, next one. Patriots blow out the Colts 26-3. to yeah. Big story with the Colts. They're tanking. It's over. Sam Ellinger is the quarterback. They fired Frank Reich. Not sure that was the best idea. Um, they're now hired. They hired uh, Jeff Saturday, former center uh, for the Colts, and Peyton Manning to be mm-hmm. their interim head coach, who has no coaching experience at the college or NFL level. Uh, mm-hmm. First time that's ever happened since 1963, I believe, was the year. Jeez. And uh, when he did coach, he coached a high school team, and their final record the last year he coached was three and seven. Mm-hmm. And their offense. Play caller is now a guy who has never called plays in his career. Has only been coaching in the NFL since 2018. No one on the Colts staff has called plays before. Jeez. Not a one. So, I don't know. What What do you feel about the Jeff Saturday hire, Lavelle? Obviously, uh, two piece in on it, so we might as well get ours yeah. as well. What do, how do you feel about it? I don't know. Like, I seen something on Twitter was like, why would you hire someone with no coaching experience at all when there's a lot of like guys with coaching experience that like just don't have an opportunity right now? But I don't, I really don't know. Like Jeff Saturday, I think they hired him because he's old Colt. He just uh, retired, so like, why not try to give him a chance? Like, hey. he's been consulting with the team all season as well. He's yeah. been a team consultant, so and like he's been around the team. It's a, another former Colt from the Peyton Manning era. Mm. I'm blanking. It's oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't it's know. gonna it's gonna annoy me. So I'm gonna look <laughs> it up. It's Reggie Wayne. That's what I thought. It was. It is Reggie Wayne. Yeah, it so is Reggie, Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne is their wide receivers coach. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they have Jeff Saturday and Reggie Wayne. Two. Two former Peyton Manning era Colts. Yeah. Um, so now they're just going to bring Peyton Manning to GM at this point, I think. Um, yeah. And then they're going to bring so, Archie Manning and R- Reggie Wayne's son. There you go. Took the Colts when they start tanking. Okay. So now I know why they're doing this. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I like up. this. Hey, all, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Look at the truth. Get the tinfoil hats out. Um, but yeah, Colts basically done for the year. Um, at this point, um, I don't know. I don't know what else the, they can do. I don't know what else they can do. We're in week mm. ten. 
There's still seven weeks to go. Yeah. Eight weeks. Still eight weeks to go. Like I say, lose them all out. Get that number yeah, one that, pick, and that might happen. It might go happen. crazy. Like lie. why not? Let's see. The Colts have Raiders this week. Eagles, Steelers, Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers, Giants. Yeah, just beat the Raiders and y'all good. Y'all good. Winning is the Steelers. I say they beat the Raiders. We'll be good because TJ Watt should be back by then. Yeah. Because TJ is questionable for this week still. He might actually play. Mm. So we'll have to see uh, for that Steelers defense. Kind of skimming through some of these other games. Lions beat the Packers for their second win of the year. Mm -hmm. Three and six Packers, two and six Detroit Lions now. Who would have thought? Packers five five losses straight. Hello. Beat that again, Lavelle. Oh, I said the Packers have five losses straight now. Yeah, five straight. Five straight. Um, Aaron Rodgers, two ninety-one yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Aiden Hutchinson gets one. Again, two interceptions in the red zone. Uh, Aaron Jones also got hurt in this game. He's good to go for this week, though. Alan Lazard gets himself the touchdown. But A.J. Dillon only gets 34 yards on 11 carries. This mm. Lions defense is the worst in the league. It's statistically the worst in the league. Um, that's no overstatement. And he's only able to average three yards a carry. Yeah, that's not, not ideal. Not very good. Not very good at all. When Aaron Rodgers is just about 500 on completion percentage, just above 50%, 23 for 43, gets gets plenty of yards, not much to show for it, though, as they didn't get a touchdown until the third quarter. And so a lot of that game was the Lions. The Lions led that entire game, I believe. Because um, mm-hmm. I think they got the touchdown before the Packers got the field goal. Yeah. It was so, like 6-3 for a while. Yeah. That's why I was like, dang. Crazy. Crazy how the NFL's been going this went this week and all season long. Just I don't know. I don't know if the Packers can turn it around. I, I honestly don't. Yeah, I don't know. They don't have no receivers. Lions. So it's surprising that they got the win, but Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Packers just out of it. Not it injuries, no mm-hmm. receivers. Aaron Rodgers not looking the best. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, Well, quick ones. Bengals, Panthers. Bengals blow out the Panthers. Thanks to Joe Mixon's five touchdown performance. 42-21. Four on the ground, one through the air for Joe Mixon. Crazy. I I don't know what happened to this offense, but they said, yeah, Joe Mixon, this will be his day today. Literally. Gave it to every time. But, hey, Hey, it was a great game, though. But the Raiders. A win is a win. win. Yeah, but the Raiders blow a 17-point lead and lose the game. (laughs) Again, it was the third third time this season. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Jaguars come back 17 points down, 27-20. to Win over the Raiders. Derek Carr, 21-36, 259 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae, two touchdowns, 10 reception, 146 yards. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, like he gets Devontae the ball. He just doesn't get anybody else the ball. No, he does not. Like, I don't know what happened to Hunter Renfro. Was it yeah. that Uber from the very beginning of the season that he rented? He just decided, yeah, I'm over. I'm over Hunter. I, I don't want to deal with him anymore or what? I don't – not yeah, sure I, what happened I, there. Hunter Renfro was, like, 
the biggest name talked about last year that wasn't a star, literally. Mm-hmm. And now, now he's nameless. And yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Now you don't hear about him at all. At all, he's either injured or he's not there. Not getting receptions. I mean, yeah. Just I'm trying to see how many receptions did he have. He had three receptions. Was tied for second on the team with Josh Jacobs, the running back. So, and I mean, Devontae Adams had ten receptions. Nobody had more than three. Else had more than three. So. You know who the main target is. If you lock up the main target, I don't think Derek Carr's yeah. going anywhere else, it seems like. so. Literally. And it shows on film. Like, I've seen a thing on Twitter. It was like he missed a wide-open touchdown and then checked it down to Josh Jacobs. And this guy's wide open. I'm like, yeah, it's just Derek Carr at this point. Derek you really Carr just need to. He might be. Yeah. He's, uh, I, told, like, I told Raiders fans, too. It's Your team is good. It's your QB who's going to. Like yep. take you guys out of anything, and I already know like the team is good. It's just the QB. Derek Carr is not it. Yeah. Uh, next one: Dolphins barely escaped the Bears, thirty-five, thirty-two. Justin Fields puts on a little bit of a clinic. He finally mm-hmm. might be breaking out into his QB one role. Seventeen for twenty-eight, one hundred twenty-three yards passing, three touchdowns, fifteen carries for one hundred and seventy-eight yards in one touchdown, yeah. leading rush by a lot on Sunday as even Mike McDaniels head coach of the Dolphins when he came when Fields ran off to the sideline he asked him to stop and he was like man he just didn't stop I didn't really appreciate it take the coaching um but really didn't really did well for himself Justin Fields on the scramble drills uh, against the Dolphins yeah holding his team in it he's been trying to hold this team together as much as he can that Chase Claypool edition looks really really nice for the Bears. Next one, Seahawks beat the Cardinals by yeah. 10-31-21. Uh, Kyler Murray now 0-2, I believe, since the new Call of Duty came out. I think they've lost Crazy. two straight. I would be correct, Vikings and Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. So 0-2, Kyler Murray, after Call of Duty has released, the streak mm. stays alive about how he does worse after the fact. Buccaneers come back on the Rams, sixteen to thirteen. Tom yeah. Brady reaches a hundred thousand passing yards on this on a career, uh, most by any player. Even Tom Brady couldn't believe the ending to that game. Not many fans could either because mm-hmm. it was just a lot of bad football all around. Yeah. Um, in that one, and just no one had a good time enjoying that game from as much as I could tell. Uh, <laughs> people on Twitter. Social media all over the place, like, man, this game sucked. I don't know why, how the Buccaneers shouldn't have won, but the Rams probably shouldn't have won either. Just yeah. a, a weird game. A weird game. Just bad football. Buccaneers and Rams just playing bad football. Just how it is. And it's ironic because yeah. when Tom Brady was asked earlier this season about all this parody among the league, like four and four, two and two, all these teams and stuff, he said, I just see a lot of bad football. And since then, the Bucks have been a lot of bad football. They're playing they bad football, huh? Hey, don't jinx it. Don't jinx yourself, man. Brady. He might have. The like, very next week, he's yelling at his own line. The week after that, Mike Evans is dropping wide-open touchdowns. And this week, they have to come back on the Rams, who have not been great. And I believe they had a lot of drops in this one as well. So Yeah. The, I know the Rams playing bad football. I know the Bucks are playing bad football. It's just a lot of bad football around the league right now. But 
it's just who's playing less bad than the other person. That's who. That's who wins. It is literally, and it's not like the skill sets of a lot of players have changed. Yeah. By any means. It's not like all of a sudden a lot of players are like, oh my gosh, they're washed. No, they're the same people. It's just I don't know if it's coaching has gotten worse. Yeah, or gotten better. Or, yeah, or I don't know. So maybe people figuring it out a little bit, like a little more. People figuring out the RPO a little bit, maybe. But then like, at, then you look at the Dolphins. The Dolphins yeah, the- really good with it. So I don't know. Dolphins have been blowing a lot of teams out. Haven't haven't been held to little points have been getting a lot of points then sometimes their defense gives up a lot of points and sometimes their defense doesn't give up any points and so I don't know if it's coaching or if it's because even between a single team you can have oh I'll take the 49ers for example huge blowout losses to the Falcons and the Chiefs Mm -hmm. like the Falcons loss was just not good football like Jimmy Garoppolo played pretty well it's just receivers dropping passes the run game not getting going and then they come out against the Rams after the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey, and he's got he goes for the triple crown, and mm-hmm. it's just that's a two week difference between those two games. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's like injuries, just I think the it's randomness like, of the NFL, and then referees. I ain't gonna cap the refs have been keeping some teams in the game and keeping some teams out the game, and I've noticed that. That with our game, like we barely get any calls, and like any calls, it's crazy compared to like the Chiefs. The Chiefs get the most penalty calls in the league against any team they play. Like it's actually like the craziest thing I've ever seen. I need more. I just need consistency. Writers, man. Yeah, script writers. Speaking of the Chiefs, go to overtime with the Titans. Like the Titans should have had this game. Literally. Let Mahomes crawl back into it, and they lose in overtime. So four total games end with a score of 2017. Four in one week. The exact same score. One of them goes to OT and ends the exact same way as all the others. But, like, what in the world is going on? Yeah, I don't know. No number one receivers for the Titans, and they're still holding in this game. We're winning for a lot of this game. (laughs) I I seen something on Twitter was like, Titans are an A.J. Brown receiver away from winning the championship. And yeah. I was like, that is yeah. so funny. That was like the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. But granted, Malik Willis did not look great in that game. Yes. I mean, he's, still, he's, rookie. he's, he's still learning. Rookie. Second game starting, and he's playing against yeah. the Chiefs and Andy Reid. Like, yeah. they have to – They're you got to have to go. Derrick Henry, got, here you go. Yeah. Malik exactly. – you throw this drag. If it's not open, throw the ball away. That's all you can do. That's all we're doing right now. Like, hey, that's as much as they it's have him. Probably come into it as your second start. I mean, yeah, that's as much as they have him. The fire, but this is a tough one. Yeah. And then finally, our Monday Night Football Ravens blow out the Saints, twenty-seven, thirteen. Lamar does what Lamar does, gets himself a dub. That's just, yep. it's just the Lamar. way the world works. Saints just don't look good. It's just how it is. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Yep. Any other NFL stuff you want to touch on, Lavelle? Um, we're we're going to the Chargers Niners game, everybody. Yes. We're about I to go crazy. We're going to touch on this at the end, but we can do this now. Yes. So next week we will have a special uh, podcast episode because we'll try to record some stuff um, from 49ers Chargers in Santa Clara at the 49ers home stadium. 
So we will be there. We will both be in attendance. Um, it'll be my first 49ers home game, my second NFL game ever. It'll be my first 49ers game. It'll be my, like, fourth Chargers game. So First time in, San, good, in Santa Clara. So, hey. In Santa Clara, we got good seats. Mm. I'm debating whether or not I make a sign or if I just <laughs> bring a jersey to hopefully get signed. Um, hopefully do some tailgating. Um, but, yeah, I think we're going to try to do – Record little segments maybe throughout the day. Um, we'll kind of decide that as the week goes on when we kind of get there because we get there pretty early in the morning. So yeah, it's Sunday night football, so we got a lot of time to maybe hang out, tailgate, uh, do some podcast recording, stuff like that, watch the games uh, before that. So yeah, it'll be, I think it'll, it'll be, be a lot fun. of fun. It'll be a it's lot of be fun. fun. Hey, it's, be, it's my first time seeing Westy probably, what, in like six months? Seven months, probably since the end of fall semester last year. Yeah, so hey, so I get yeah, to see my, I get to see one of my best friends. <gasps> yes, dude. Like <laughs> the money, the money can always come back, but you'll never be twenty one again going to your first Forty ers home game with your yes. podcast co host that you've been doing for four years. So four years had to be Against- something- and your both your teams are playing. Like it's got to be like the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. It's an opportunity you look at and like, you can't pass it. You can't pass it up. You can't. can't. You can't. So it'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a special episode out for that along with our regular one uh, on where we record Wednesdays and be out Thursdays as well. So we'll have a special double week episodes next week. So stay tuned for that. But with that, let's move on to some college football. We had some upsets, obviously, as the yes. first college football playoff rankings had come out and Georgia now the new ones as we look at the second of the college football playoff rankings. One through four are Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU in that order. Notable ones in the top ten, Tennessee at five, LSU at seven, Bama at nine, Clemson down at ten. Also Tulane moves up two spots to 17. Just thought I'd throw (laughs) that one out there. So – I mean, we had a bit of a shakeup because obviously Georgia defeated Tennessee 27 to 13. I mean, that was all Georgia's game from the beginning. Yeah, it was. It was Georgia's game, I, but still a good game. Still a good play, game. If I had to nail down a play, it was the punt, the 75 yard punt early in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say a play that early is the turning point, but it, it was the turning point. It was <laughs> absolutely the turning point. Georgia had gone down and scored. Um, Tennessee had gotten held up. They they punted it back away, and then they got a Tennessee gets a big defensive stop on their own side. Held Georgia to their own side of the field. Big defensive stop, and then Georgia just punts the absolute rocks off this ball. <laughs> Seventy five yards comes down to what the three I think, two or three yard line on Tennessee's side, and then gives up. Which leads to the safety. Uh, no, it doesn't lead to safety. They don't get the safety. They probably should have, if not even been called an incomplete pass on that play. They looked at that thing for 30 minutes, and I think I changed my mind about just as many times as the referees did. Um, <laughs> but it, it was close to call. But that that was the turning point, in my opinion. Mm. The, that game was over from then on out. I'm like, this is all Georgia. Yeah. And, and they it was. They could do basically whatever they wanted. Um, and one of the highlights, I think, was Stenson Bennett when he got his uh, rushing touchdown 
held his hand up to his ear like he was answering a phone. And as I'm watching it, I was kind of like, man, that's kind of a weird celebration. I don't know. I'm like, I don't really get it. Maybe that's something I don't get. Like, you want him to call you? Like, house call? Is that, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> and then I think midway through the game, I think halftime I was checking Twitter, turns out his phone number had gotten leaked the night before. So Tennessee fans were up calling him all night long. Oh, snap. So his phone was getting blown up. I think he said from like 5 or 6 p.m. on the night before the game. That's so for him crazy. to come out for the first touchdown himself rushing and then throws up the phone call, cold. Cold That's as cold. ice. Hey, cold. I had really no idea cold. what it meant. I was like, what is what is he talking about? Why is he holding the phone call up? I've never seen this. That's fire. Just, dude, I know you're, like, you're like, oh, my God, dude. That is unreal. Just unreal that they're blowing up his phone. His phone got leaked. And he's just, yeah, I'm going to score this first touchdown. I'm going to throw up a phone call. I'm a phone yeah. call celebration. Like, unreal. But a great game to watch. That one was a lot of fun. I loved that game. Um, mm-hmm. Another good one that I watched, LSU, Alabama. LSU gets the upset in final OT. Maybe should not have gotten mm-hmm. it. Might have been a block in the back on that two point conversion. Mm. Seemed seemed pretty 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 close to me. But I mean, if it's behind yeah, the line of scrimmage, they don't call block in the backs or like on the line of scrimmage. I don't think it was behind the line of scrimmage though. I'm pretty sure. But it if it's out. on two point play, well, that's why. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. that's why. Like the line of scrimmage is literally on the two yard line. So yeah, I guess it would have been behind. Yeah. So. It does, they don't call it. They don't call blocking the backs right there. That's what. But they it, don't. when you're first watching, you're like, "Oh my god, no way yeah. this guy just did this!" And then no call, and he runs in for the two point conversion. I was like, "Oh, all right, that works." <laughs> and I saw uh, what was it? I saw one. Okay, one of my least favorite content creators I see on Instagram for NFL stuff. It's this guy that just rocks a Dolphins jersey and a Dolphins hat all the time. All the time, and it, yeah, he just annoys me because it's just cheesy, cheesy stuff. Not that I what I do is not cheesy; it is, like. it absolutely is. But like this is just <laughs> over the top cheesy sometimes, um, with TikTok sounds and like TikTok dances almost, uh, per se to just random like ranking videos. But he's screen, he was like yelling at the camera like, "Bama should have won. You can't go for two in overtime in college." Like, huh? that's not, that first one, you have to go for field goals. You shouldn't have been able to go for two. You can't do that till the second one. And everyone's like, bro, what? No, you get forced to do two-point two conversions at the second overtime. Yeah. Not that you can't do them until the second overtime. And they were just clowning him in the comments on the video. And I'm like, thank God, dude. Sometimes love to, you just sometimes love to see analysts humbled. I mean, I get humbled a lot because I'm really bad at the analysis that I do, specifically fantasy football. But, like, sometimes you see those ones you really don't like and you're just like, yes, this is what I live for. <laughs> I I will say everybody has someone they, they have like that. That is 100% yeah. active life. You have someone, no matter what they do, if they do something wrong and people go after them, you're just like, yes, they did something wrong. Thank you. Thank I, I, you. I have yeah. a guy like that. His name is, like, his name's like Acho something. Like he's on Twitter, and he oh. just talks about how hard, 
Tua is the best. Yeah, Emmanuel Acho. How he just talks about how Tua is the best quarterback ever, and like I'll give him off and on. Uh, Emmanuel Emmanuel's off and on for me sometimes. Uh, It's just the Herbert Tua thing that gets me. Like, bro, have you watched the games? Every throw he throws is underthrown to them. Tyreek or Jalen Waddle. Like, I don't care what you say. If Herbert is throwing that, these guys are having seventeen touchdowns per game. Like, what are we talking about? If they're that wide open, like this is crazy. But then there, there, then there are some times like he'll say some like really really smart stuff or like he'll like, say something I don't know if, not exactly dealing with emotion stuff like there's there's been stuff that's been dealing with like topics in the NFL and stuff and he'll have a really like emotional and like factual like response <laughs> to it and you're like man this guy knows what he's talking like this is good analysis like okay I get behind this he's got a point. And then you just then there's some stuff that's just so dumb. Yeah, and it's like it's just like there's there's always that. Sometimes you gotta get clicks for that. Like I'm gonna point to Max Kellerman. Sometimes I think he just says stuff to get clicks. Like there's no way he actually believes any of this stuff. It's a lot of people. Yeah, I me and B Pat like... were watching today because he was talking. They were talking about Kirk on his new show, Max Kellerman's new show, and they were ranking quarterbacks they think is, are above Kirk Cousins. This man. Proceeded to rank Jacoby Brissett Ooh. and Marcus Mariota as better quarterbacks than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I don't know about that one. And his two other co-hosts, one of them walked off set, <laughs> and the other one was just in disbelief the entire time. And they were talking about QBR, like Max was bringing up QBR, like, oh, as you can see, the top six QBR guys are probably the top six ranked quarterbacks for this season so far. And Kirk is only number 18. And so I think he had – I'm trying to think of if there was anyone else outrageous. I was pretty torn. He said Gino, and I was like, you know, I don't know. I think it could go either way uh, for Gino and Kirk right now, just based off this season. I think so I Gino – I think just Gino because the Seahawks system is just a system offense. And you could tell how they just put Gino in there, and it looks like Russ, was, Russ is in there right now. Like, Russ looks yeah, awful. Win. I mean, yeah. if it works, it works. Yeah, that's what oh, I was they like. Rated, they rated Jimmy Garoppolo better than Kirk Cousins. Mm, and yeah, I said, no. I, I honestly said, I'm like, I would take Kirk Cousins before Jimmy Garoppolo. I would take Kirk over Jimmy a lot of the time. Like, no no question. And they're sitting there like, we all love Jimmy, dude. Like, we're not saying Jimmy's bad. We're just saying that like, Kirk Cousins is better. Like, I don't know, like. Yeah, he had, like, Tom Brady above him. He had uh, – well, obviously Tom Brady's the GOAT, but, like, this year he has not played well, extremely mm-hmm. well. So he had, like, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he had him as the 16th-ranked quarterback. Jacoby Brissett was above him. Marcus Mariota was above him. Um, Lamar, Herbert, obviously. He said Justin Fields as well. That one was a big one that his other co-host didn't agree with. Had, had a big game, and then they are like, ah, I don't know if – Fields is still better than Kirk right now. So it was just interesting to see. So I think Max Kellerman's one of those guys that is just like, sometimes I just got to be wrong on purpose. Like I got to do something outlandish right now. Mm-hmm. Just got to script something outlandish to get reactions and clicks and stuff. But man, remember how we were talking about college football before this? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Hey. Um, yeah. It's okay. Probably should move on, huh? It happens. That's why we're on focus. That's it happens. Yep. It happens. It happens. We're on focus always. 
Yeah. Other big games. Oregon over Colorado, 49-10. Bo Nix gets the cycle, just like Christian McCaffrey did, a rushing, receiving, and passing touchdown. Tulane over Tulsa, 27-13. Lavelle's University of Northern Carolina. Yeah. University of Northern Carolina, 31-28 over Virginia. Let's TCU go. beats Texas Tech by 10. Ohio State, 21-7 over Northwestern. Northwestern was winning this game 7-0 at one point. Shout out. Shout out, Northwestern. They were winning that game 7-0 at one point. Looked like they might hold on. Um, Michigan State upsets Illinois 23-15. Huge for the Iowa Hawkeyes, who beat Purdue last week 24-10, I believe, was the final score. Mm. So, yeah, 24-10. No, 24-3, excuse me. So, we now play Wisconsin this weekend. So, huge game for the Hawks. Still in contention for the Big Ten West, mind you. Just going to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame beats Clemson 35-14. Michigan, huge win over Rutgers 52-17. USC pulls one out against California 41-35. Um, any other big ones you want to talk about, Lavelle? Mm, nah, no. Really. over the weekend? Not really. You can mention other ones. Any big yeah. games, though? No big games. Alabama versus Mississippi. Ole Miss. Yeah, that will be a good one. Where's the other one? Oh, UCF versus Tulane. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big ones on the schedule. I know it's 16 and 22, but, like, heck, I think they're both. UCF is 7 and 2. Tulane's 8 and 1. So, like, it, it's not like it's not going to be a good game. It's two yeah. ranked teams trying to fight their way up. So Texas plays TCU. Texas TCU, that'll be a good That's one. That's going to be a good game. Texas can be the spoilers, man. They can be the spoilers. Um, Oregon-Washington? That could be good. I think that I think Oregon could walk away big with that one. They though, could walk but, away, but hey, number 24 Washington, never. It's college, man. It's college. The crazy thing is, I'm Tennessee-Missouri is kind of intriguing. Because mm. Missouri almost beat Georgia earlier in the season, remember? Yeah. They were they had Georgia on the ropes for a little while, so I think this game could be kind of interesting, mm-hmm. kind of a sleeper sleeper pick for a game next this weekend. So one to watch for sure. I think I think mm-hmm. I think it could be good. If it's a blowout at halftime, you can tune it off. But I think if it's close, you're watching till the very end, hundred percent. Um. So yeah, I mean, again, the new. Playoff rankings, TCU undefeated. We'll see if they stay in that top four much longer. It'll be interesting, to say the least. Um, But to round this out quickly with our wonderful fantasy football. Yeah. Let me find a wonderful, perfect lineup quickly. The perfect Perfect fantasy lineup, 251.6. Huge one, huge one, huge one. We thought last week was a big one. This one even bigger as... QB1, Justin Fields, 42.7. Running back, Joe Mixon, 55.1. Running back, Kenneth Walker, 27.9. That guy might end up being a league winner for a lot of people, especially after not starting the year. Wide receiver one, Devontae Adams, 36.6. Wide receiver two, Tyreek Hill, 27.3. Tight end, Dallas Goddard, 24 points on my bench, I might add. Nick Folk. 14 for the kicker. The Patriots defense, 24 points. Sheesh. Hey, I got Nick Folk. Hey, there you go. 
I just wish Great. I didn't have uh, Dallas Goddard on my bench. I still won, but, like, hey, I'll take it. Uh, the imperfect lineup, 2.7 points. QB, P.J. Walker of the Panthers, negative three. Running back, Khalil Herbert, 2.3. Running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 2.9. Wide receiver, Robert Woods, a goose egg. Mm. Wide receiver, Devin Duvernay, 1.5. Tight end Tyler Higby, another goose egg. Kicker Bagley of the Lions, one point. And the Panthers' defense, negative two. So the Panthers' defense scores more fantasy points than their quarterback um, this week by one. They both went negative, though. So mm. take that as you will in that <laughs> uh, obvious blowout to the Bengals. I yeah, do so they get six touchdowns scored on them and still have more fantasy points than their quarterback. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Crazy how that works, folks. Hmm. Unbelievable how that works. But, I mean, I pick a couple more wins in my fantasy leagues. They're kind of – they're starting to temper out, which not great, not bad. I mean, slowly but surely the gap, the skill gap – I shouldn't say skill gap. Skill gap. Tiers of teams are slowly starting to separate themselves between you, your contenders – you're middle of the pack fighting for the last spots in the playoffs. And then those at the bottom who have no hope of winning and are just here and aren't going to sell out their team for people, for contenders and stuff. Um, so it, that's kind of nice to see, but sometimes not. Like sometimes I think it's really nice to have close, close leagues with a lot of people. I think one of our dynasty leagues, everyone's with, I think, even like second to last place is within two games of first place, so like mm-hmm. it's really really close still, which is nice. Um, Did you start that one late though? Yeah, I started two games yeah. late, but I mean, still being one or two games out isn't bad for first place to eighth place. Mm-hmm. I mean, still a lot good, can happen good. in that time. Plenty of upsets have happened. Um, Nico was zero and seven going into week eight, and has now won two straight. Um, and I, he was one of the highest scorers last week. I think he was second highest scoring team last mm. week. So could be turning it around to pick up a couple more wins. Um, I'm not sure that it will really help him after starting 0-7, but interesting stuff to see. How, how about your fantasy teams, Lavelle? Um, we're in 3-6 and six in one league and 4-5 and five in the other. We ain't looking very good this year. Um, just picked up some new players, though, but hey. We're going to see how it is, but a lot of guys questionable, a lot of guys injuries, a lot of injuries. I don't know. Yep. We're just trying to make it work, you know what I mean? Just trying to make it work. Yep, I got you. Um, with that, I think that'll do it for us. Not much on fantasy. I guess, well, I guess we can give them a little outlook for uh, fantasy in my article that will go up later yeah. tomorrow. Um, well, we got Najee Harris in the underperformers. Uh, Dang, I just started him. Let me put him. Let me take him out. Dang, man. (laughs) Jalen Warren has been said he's going to get some more touches soon. He might start. Najee Harris might be starting to get phased out of the Steelers' offense. The undrafted rookie, Jalen Warren, doing better than the first round pick, Najee Harris. Could be something to watch for the rest of the season, but they also play the New Orleans defense, who's been pretty good against the run. They haven't been great. They haven't been great, especially last week against the Ravens. But 
in general, they've been pretty good in how bad Najee's been. It's not ideal for him this yeah. week, especially with Jalen Warren starting to take over. And then, you know, we got Jamal Williams, the running back for the Lions. I mean, okay. DeAndre Swift still banged up, has not been playing many snaps. Jamal Williams played 38 last week. Swift only played 10. Plus, Jamal Williams is getting a bunch of red zone work when it comes to rushing the ball. So he's been able to get a lot of touchdowns this season. He's third in the league in rushing touchdowns. So mm-hmm. I, I believe that's a right. stat. I like that. I like oh, that. Yep. Eight, eight rushing touchdowns on the year. Third best in the league. So I think only Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler are better than him. Mm-hmm. So, All right. You heard it here out. first, folks. They play the Bears. So. Heard it from the Those man himself. Two, as always, in the column on bvtech.com. I always tweet out that article as well. You can check it out. But with yes. that, Lavelle, that's all I got for this episode. Anything you want to end with here tonight? Um, Go Chargers, and that's it. That's all we like. All right. With that, we will end it, and we will see you all next week. Bye.